Good afternoon and welcome to the Lunchtime Series, proudly powered by leadershipbydesign.co, where we aim to add value to people's lives. You can listen to us live every Wednesday and Thursday at lunchtime on ebizradio.com, where we talk everything leadership, coaching, and marketing. And you can catch the Lunchtime Series on all your major podcast channels today. In our marketing and leadership segment, we've got our marketing communications expert and co-host, Craig Pageley. How are you doing, Craig? Kevin, I'm great. Yeah, good to be chatting again. God, it just feels like we spoke yesterday. It's how quickly this past week has gone. But yeah, it's wonderful to acknowledge that we're in the 125th show today, Kevin. Can you believe it? 125 weeks of consecutive shows under the belt, obviously excluding the the short year end uh, breaks we've had the the past two Decembers. Um, But yeah, great, great to be here. And how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Uh, I'm just wondering, on that note, that Craig, like uh, the only time we ha- actually took a break from the show was the December holidays. But That's other cool. than that, we've we've committed. Come hello, high water, like you know, in in different continents, uh, in different <laughs> places, on a boat, uh, you know, on a, you know, we were and we've been all over the like country and half the half the way through the planet to to have the show. And and we stick to it every single week. It's it's one of the most dedicated option like like things that I do in my life. Yes, <laughs> other than to that. breathe. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, weekend was good, Craig. I watched the rugby. I must tell you, That's uh, fantastic. I you know I, I knew that we would have this conversation, and I wanted to ask you. Uh, <laughs> don't you think it was a little bit? I'm like okay, so their play was exceptional. They, they, they were in their half of their field most of the play, right? They were, they were in their half the whole, the whole time, which was, a, which was amazing. But it almost felt like a little bit too easy. That's, uh, Kevin, again, that's such a great point that you make. You know, talk, talk for uh, rugby for one minute. The, the, the reality is the, the Springboks started with the same intent that the All Blacks did a few weeks prior when they beat us so convincingly in in Pretoria. Um, So, so, so they came to neutralize and, and that seemed to work. That said, there definitely are some areas of work that need to be done in, in the Springbok team. I am really concerned that when they do punch it through our back line, that the likes of New Zealand in particular, and probably France incredibly fast. And, and they really got good constructive, playmaking ability when when they're on the right foot so yeah there was just it was one of those incredible games and i honestly having been very close to to south african rugby at one time in my life um i did not expect that at all it was a phenomenal game um the the seven one split of of replacing the entire uh forward pack excluding the the um the, the number eight position, I think that was the first time in the history of the game, of the modern game, that that replacement strategy has actually been deployed. So it, it, it was a good game to, to showcase some of our strengths. I think there's still some areas of, of development required, but it was quite easy for the box. Um, the rest definitely not going to be that easy, but, but it's just it, it's wonderful to see that. I will say it seemed easy, right? It seemed easy that they actually they actually got to 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 score the way they did but with that said uh they were exceptional they were they the pressure was on from the moment the whistle blew they were you know it was just exceptional rugby it's the kind of rugby that you you kind of 
you live for. That's the point. That's 100%. that's yeah. the reason why I would watch rugby. Yeah. When, when you're playing at a, a national level, it's not that committed and it's not that fierce. But when you see it like that, you can really, I really have a love for that sport because you can really, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful sport to, to, to really see playing at the, that level at how at a, a high performing team. That to me was, that was a brilliant high performing team and they knew exactly what the other person was going to do. And, you know, the, some of the sort of interjections that they had and the one try that they scored, uh, all of it was just, it was just well executed rugby. I think I'm just like, I was, I was. Absolutely. What, what it, what it does is it's, it's thrown the sort of predictions out of it for, for some of the bookies. Um, You know, that that done and said, the critical thing for me is the tenth of September is probably the most important game of the year for the box. They have to win the open game against Scotland, um, and then and then you know the the next big one is not not to diminish the capability of any of the other guys in in the pool, but the opening game against Scotland is is vitally important to win, and then the game against New Zealand, at least uh, Ireland. If we can win our pool. Yeah. The chances are we won't meet New Zealand in the quarters, which is a good thing, oh. because we're pool A and B are really the toughest pools, and we're we're in the tough end of of the draw. So we really need to win our pool. If New Zealand win their pool, then we play number two in that pool, and New Zealand plays number two in our pool. That that inevitably that could be Ireland. Okay, um, and and we need that to go through because we we don't want to be playing New Zealand again. In, in this World Cup. That's that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, five cents on the rugby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, as we start the 125th show, which is congratulations, uh, I must thank you for, for the efforts that you put behind this because oh, you were a big you. driver in this. So uh, if it wasn't for you and your expert approach to to educating us in the way that you do it like none of this would happen so thank you for that um but i mean what are the key takeaways that we do have from last week's conversation craig okay but so, so as a reminder last week we we covered two articles on the topic of employee experience and the article that i'm going to reference for for the reminder points um today is titled employee experience trends 2023 the article was published by zendesk in in quarter three, 2022, and was compiled by the findings of a survey of more than 370 employee experience leaders, agents, and technology buyers from, from 20 Northern Europe, at least Northern European, Northern Hemisphere organizations. And, and the key references are noted as follows. Technology is the connector, and, and the digital transformation strategy is essentially an enabling scalable operational efficiencies and controlling costs. By balancing employees' needs and the organizational challenge, technology leaders can actually design the digital experience that allows their teams to collaborate seamlessly, irrespective of where they work from. And to this extent, the in internal workflow optimization really will, will make the day-to-day work less stressful and more productive. The article also highlights a few key areas of growth in 2023 for employee experience and technology leaders as follows, Kevin. So it first is that build the, the modern uh, um, and secure digital solution to enable hybrid and flexible work across locations, teams, and functions. 
onboard more of the advanced EX capabilities, like there are chatbots and, and intelligent options to help employees service lean internal teams, measure, importantly, measure employee feedback and satisfaction. This will help leaders make more data-driven recommendations on how to improve the engagement and productivity. And modern organizations that want to retain their best people and protect their bottom line will definitely need to keep up with the competition and invest in modernizing the employee experience, an important, important point there. And those are the, the key reminder points from, from last week, Kevin. Fantastic, Greg. Um, so what are we? What do we have in store for us today? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to you today. So, so I want to move from the employee experience to the customer experience today, Kevin, and, and specifically looking at some of the trends that have actually been shaping this particular topic throughout 2023 and then you know, close on, on, on what some of those highlights are moving into 2024, Kevin. Um, yeah, and, and, and to set the context here, let's just quickly take a quick look at the definition of customer experience here. So according to Wikipedia, the customer experience, sometimes abbreviated to CX, and I'll often reference it as CX during our chat today, is, is the totality of cognitive, effective, sensory, and behavioral consumer responses during all stages of the consumption process, including the, the pre-purchase, the consumption, and the post-purchase stages. According to oracle.com, customer experience, or CX, refers to how a business engages with its customer at every point of their buying journey, from marketing to sales to customer service and, and anywhere in between. And, and in large part, it's the sum total of all of those interactions in the company that, that a customer has with your brand. And then lastly, Kevin, according to bloghubspot.com, as you know, one of my favorite sources, customer experience is the impression your customers have of your brand as a whole throughout all aspects of the buyer journey. Um, it results in a view of your brand and impacts factors related to your bottom line, obviously including revenue. Craig, what's interesting about this is, is you know, uh, uh, you know, if we look at the the state of the nation, and we look at the state of the economies of the world right now, um, in certain sectors, in certain sort of segments in 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 business, um, it's sort of you know you've reached the max potential of you know. So if it's insurance, that's all that insurance can offer. There's not more to that, right? And then also, if you look at the financial institutes, for example, F&B compared to ABSA, for example, you know, it, it's they start tweaking on such minor little details and kind of going, what else could we potentially be doing for our clients and our experienced customer? But the fact that you mentioned, I think, that, you know, in the first one, it's it's a cognitive, effective, sensory and behavioral response. Yes. That is that is a, such a spot on part of of what customers really need to experience, and I think, and I you know, F and B sometimes gets it wrong, very wrong in my opinion, but there's a lot that they do that is really spot on when it comes to that part of customer experience. Absolutely. It's a convenience that you can have in the in in your hand that works, and you know, I look at the app, and the app is compared to other um, banks. It's difficult to compare to other banks because other banks' apps don't work as well as F&B's app does. And to me, that speaks directly to a, a, you know, the customer experience and using that tool is like level 10. And that's Absolutely. It outshines. But to, to that point, and, 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 I, and I like that, that comment because they're, they're, 
principally three key reasons why businesses proactively manage and invest in, in this proposition of customer experience. And, and here's some stats for you here. So, you know, 42% of, of businesses suggest it's to improve customer retention. 33% of businesses suggest it's to improve customer satisfaction. And obviously, if you're not getting the satisfaction aspect in place, you're definitely not going to get the retention um, measure in place. And, and lastly, 32% suggest it's to increase cross-selling and upselling. And obviously, that's direct value to the bottom line. But the important yeah, point to, to note here is that it, it's a unified experience. This, this, is, this is paramount in achieving um, the impact on the bottom line, Kevin. But what, what's quite, quite interesting is... Looking at the intersection of, of last week's conversation of employee experience and today's conversation of customer experience, that sweet spot of where, where the two concepts meet is actually where customer engagement happens. And, and this really is the ultimate test for a brand as, as it highlights firstly what the brand stands for. It highlights what the brand does and offers. It highlights how the brand remains attractive and, and relevant to target audiences. And, and how the brand builds healthy and desirable customer relationships, which ultimately helps entrench loyalty, Kevin. Yeah, and again, you know, because uh, one of my immediate goes to or go, go to's is when you're already, when the, the market is saturated with, you know, as much as you can offer, the next best thing you can do is the customer experience. Because uh, yes. that is, that's what, will ultimately seal the deal whether someone goes with you or goes with someone else. Yeah. And again, another build on that point and, and a direct reference to, to a key point from last week's conversation is that a company's employees are the ones who actually directly interact with customers and therefore shape the experiences. It's yeah. therefore important that improving the employee experience is critical to enhancing this overall customer experience proposition, Kevin. So, I mean, referring to employees as well, um, who plays a role in determining customer experience, Craig? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Kevin. Um, multiple employees across the organization play a role in, in customer experience. And, and I'll just start five or six examples here. So, for instance, product development teams need to ensure that the product actually meets customers' expectations and that the products provide and deliver the value for money in the expectation. Sales teams, on the other hand, actually set the expectations during the sales closing process, eliminating any false claims or overpromises. Marketing teams, on the other hand, generate the qualified leads by sending the right messages to the right prospects at the right time, especially when the prospects are in the right state of mind to engage with and consume the product. And, you know, again, the adage that, that I use is marketing is the sales enabler, so most definitely key in, in the customer experience proposition. IT and technology, on the other hand, they provide seamless user experience across all of the digital touch points. Customer service teams actually put the customers first. They solve their problems in real time. And Kevin Finance teams manage the invoicing and payment processes with customers. So, so you can see that, that in general, broad spectrums of, of employees across organizations actually have a role to play in and have an impact on the customer experience. And you know what's interesting about that is when you break it down like that, you kind of go, those are all different teams, but yet um, all vital roles for the, you know, the customer experience to have the best experience. You know, Absolutely. so anything from 
the technology failing to the finance not paying out or the or the marketing not getting the messaging right all of that is encompassing of uh, of of you know how the experience would happen and that you know begets like great leadership great leadership would put you know have all of that in place and make sure that the experience of that is across the board and that you know plays in a deeper role i think as well very much so kevin and that's why more and more of the larger organizations these days actually have a customer experience officer or manager because really any failure in any one of those territories or areas of a business yeah could could be disastrous to to loss of a number of customers not just one so so what are some of the trends that you're going to share with us today Kevin, I want to share the findings of an article that I came across on meltwater.com. Um, the article was written by Lance Concannon and is titled The Greatest Customer Experience Trends 2023. The article was published uh, in quarter one this year, 21st of March 2023. And again, just to, to set some context for people who don't know, Meltwater provides software as a service solution and interestingly is the world's first online media monitoring company. Uh, so so the, the article opens with the following statement. It's important for business to keep up with customer experience trends, CX trends, so that they can provide the best possible service to their customers. It's the key to engaging your current customers, attracting new ones, and giving them what they want. When done well, your customer experience innovation may give you a competitive advantage compared to brands that have fallen behind the times. Every year brings new advancements in technology as well as the evolution in customer expectations and digital transformation. Then the, the article goes on to cover 10 CX trends that, that were identified to carry from 2022 well into 2023. And these, these are firstly listed as omnichannel experience, the rise of chatbots for the 24-7 customer service, more self-service options, predicting analytics for turning data into insights, virtual assistance to address customer experience talent shortages, interesting point that, augmented reality as a customer experience trend, data-driven marketing for hyper-personalization uh, and hyper-personalized experiences, really, really important point that, customer loyalty program investment, customer data transparency, and the good old metaverse as a battleground for customer experience. Yeah, Craig, I'm like, I'm just looking at some of this now and it's just, I'm just thinking about um, the conversation we had before this about, you know, like working with a brand and, and what are the, the, the things you could do to, <laughs> to make things work? <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, like, so that, yeah. Virtual assistance to address the CX talent shortage, you know, like it would be so fantastic if you had an option and I'm like off the top of my head, I'm thinking, you know, if a brand had virtual assistants who, who you could phone, who could help you, you know, uh, get your, your, your something improved quicker or, you know, you have a whole and you don't need anyone to be in an office. They could just be virtual or you could have someone on WhatsApp and some company, companies already have the WhatsApp yeah. option. Um, most, yeah. most definitely, but the, the the concierge kind of proposition coming to mind there, but definitely there's, yeah. there's, there's some stuff revealed in, in, in the article on, on those that are adopting it at this particular point. Yeah. But yeah, so, so let's, to, to look at each of the trends, I want to start with, with trend one, which is the omni-channel experience. And, and here we learned that the customer journey path is becoming less predictable um, as it's no longer a linear process as many customers have multiple touch points. 
um, with the business before they even make that final decision on, on product purchase and consumption. And, you know, it's multiple touch points across different digital devices in different environments. So no matter, you know, how, where, or when the customers actually choose to engage, companies really need to ensure that the experience is as seamless as possible. And, and this being the essence of an omni-channel customer experience. So as you migrate from where you started your search, whether it's on desktop to mobile, moving to another point when you get home, you go back to desktop or mobile, you know, what, what of, of that search journey and information seeking stays relevant and follows you from one screen to the next and one one mind state to the next as well kevin point two is is at least trend two is is the rise of chatbots for 24 7 customer service and here we learn that obviously service is a competitive advantage and it is becoming a really important topic in in customer experience and one way that brands can absolutely compete is by offering customer service support 24-7. It, it does, however, go without saying that chatbots are, are the an ideal way to provide a solution as they can engage with brands customers in real time, any time of the day, anywhere in the world. And companies that are already using chatbots are doing doing using them for the following reasons: answering questions, providing keyword-based resources, offering product recommendations, troubleshooting problems, and collecting customer feedback and other data points to really augment a view of, of, of the customer. Chatbot the chatbots can also use artificial intelligence technologies like NLP to analyze customer sentiments during these interactions, a very important understanding of customer mind state. And this allows brands the opportunity to develop a deeper understanding how their customers are feeling about their support options and the actual problems that they're trying to solve, Kevin. Mm. Trend three is more self-service options, a point that you picked up on a short while ago. And here we learned that Constantly, there's a growing number of consumers say they actually prefer these self-service support options over human contact, demanding quick answers to their questions or needs without actually having to wait on hold or help from support services. I must admit I'm on the other spectrum. I prefer to talk to human beings. We, we note that 70% of consumers say that they expect some form of self-service support on company websites. This can take place in, in the simple form of, of FAQs, some knowledge-based consumer discussion forums or, or similar kind of resources. The consumer discussion forums are, are really important to, to have in place. Trend four is predicting analytics for turning data into insights. And predictive analytics is, is a form of artificial intelligence and it makes predictions about unknown future events. And, and it uses different techniques from, from the likes of data mining, which we've spoken about, to, to modeling, to machine learning and artificial intelligence, all to analyze current data and make predictions, more accurate predictions about the future. And, and certain data actually reveals that 73% of customers expect brands to take note, understand their needs, and deliver personalization in a way that matters. But more importantly, Kevin, I saw that 62% of customers say that they actually expect customers to anticipate their needs. Very important point to know. And predictive analytics helps in, in redefining the future of the customer experience. Moving to trend five, virtual assistants to address customer experience talent shortages. Now, Kevin, many companies are still struggling to fill those key roles that were lost, you know, not only due to the COVID pandemic, but also to that surge in, in, in silent re resignations or quite quitting that, that's happened over the past few years. And this definitely has played a, a huge impact or had a huge impact on how organizations are or not 
able to support their customers and deliver on, on those customer experiences and expectations. And one way to fill this talent gap is, is actually to utilize the expertise and support of virtual assistants to take on different tasks like customer support, social media management, or research. And, and companies can leverage this remote workforce by tapping into these resource chatbots and self-service options when they are not available. Um, and this, this definitely helps companies to remain competitive by having enough staff available across the world in real time to provide the support when and where it's needed, Kevin. You know, what's interesting, Craig, um, you mentioned anticipate their needs. And I think that speaks to a, you know, a large part of what, what CX really does for a brand is um, and I and and I think this is you know it, it ties into the book the the wings book that, that that's coming out that I've written that you know you have to you have to constantly be in uh, in you sort of endeavor to seek what is what is the future hold yes. and and anticipate what is going to come up because change you know as much as you can speak about it. And as much as people know that, you know, change is always going to change, it's always going to change, you know, until you, you get that as, as, a, as a cultural DNA part of, your, of, of how you do business, uh, you won't anticipate, you know, what the, what the needs would be. So, you know, I, I think that's so, uh, that speaks to such a, a, big, a big part of what CX needs is, you know, clear anticipation of what could potentially be the next thing. Yes, and, and Kevin, this is where conversations and relationships with, with customers is, is so essential because if you're not having the conversation, you're not getting to understand the the changing needs in, in real time and you're not getting to get to workshop with them to, to see what the future may hold. So it's not and it's it's not just around conversations with with customers. It's also plugging into the likes of futurists who are actually doing that as a career. That that they're really getting to understand what are the future trends that are that are driving the and and moving the dial in different areas of of customer experience. So organizations really need to be plugged into multitude areas of trend watching, trend spotting and having deep conversations with customers and, and, and consumer bases to, to understand in real time what their wants and needs are and, and how they're changing. Yeah. I mean, uh, and on that note, just one of the things I've been watching a TikTok influencer, South African guy, a girl, she's just, she's hilarious. She just, she, I'll share some of this TikTok with you, but what she's recently done. And finally, I think Mercedes Benz has noticed because they've now sponsored her, I'm assuming sponsored her a, a Merc to drive around and, you know, showcase this new Merc that she'll be driving for a while. But they've actually used her because she's an influencer. And I'm going, that, that's, so, that's, that's kind of going, you know, you're tapping into a market where you know a lot of people are. And they're just using an influencer to kind of support you know, uh, to showcase, uh, and she's going to town, showcase, you know, um, how, how wonderful this, this, this Mercedes Benz is. Um, I, I think it's like a new launch of, of, a, of one of the, the, the actual brands. And, um, but it's, it's, it's tapping into that need and kind of going, you know, you could be, you could be this person and you could be cool like this because she's hilarious and she really, you know, makes it count. And, and she has, I think she, she, she's one of the only South Africans that have over a million followers. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Wow. 
crazy. But, but if, if, if the brand behind her did find her through, through the means of social listening, um, that's fantastic because they, they really are then beginning to understand what some of those um, shaping needs are and, and using the right individuals to plug into. I like that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so Kevin, trend number six is augmented reality as a customer experience trend. And, and we've spoken about AR a, a number of times, but, but it's potentially it's one of those customer ex experience propositions that are going to continue being explored as technologies and, and digital transformation advances. Um, it's definitely going to help add context to products and services, both in, in person and online. And again, as previously mentioned, uh, you know, augmented reality can help customers make much better buying decisions and actually try products before they even purchase them. And this can lead to benefits of fewer returns, obviously happier customers, and even referrals and recommendations, which is what brands are looking for. Train 7 is data-driven marketing for hyper personalized experiences and and i really like this particular proposition it, it's it's the big topic of analytics and data that actually plays an important role in marketing and the creation of these hyper personalization experiences with data being key to understanding the customer's needs and wants and delivering solutions that actually meet customer experience at least expectations and as i say to you you know that's where brands really need to be social listening and and plugged into futurists and understanding where, where the needs are going to evolve to. Better experiences can obviously lead to increase in customer engagement, better customer loyalty, and obviously best customer satisfaction. The, the, the toughness and stringent uh, data privacy laws that everybody is experiencing the, the last few years definitely has led to a point that marketers need to leverage their own data much more effectively, and they actually need to source public publicly available data um, to create this, this ultimate customer profile and view of the customer. Using third-party tools for social listening, as I mentioned earlier, and, and some consumer insights platforms can definitely help these companies fill gaps in their own data sets, Kevin. And I came across three interesting uh, statistics in, in, in another article I read on, on this particular proposition, where it says that 59% of customers say that personalization influences their purchase behavior. 65% of customers say they are more likely to shop with a retailer that remembers their name and purchase history. And 78% of customers will engage with offers if they are personalized to their previous engagements with that brand. So definitely hyper-personalization is a key driver of, of customer retention and, and customer experience. Trend 8 is customer loyalty program investments. Loyal customers aren't just repeat buyers, Kevin. They're also advocates for your brand and, and become some of your most powerful word-of-mouth marketing partners, which I quite like as, as a term, word-of-mouth marketing partners. The more they promote you, the more cost-effective your marketing efforts become. And, and what keeps customers coming back is all about the experience. And as we know, a bad experience can drive even the most loyal customers away. And, um, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to try and bring a customer back in. It's, it's important to ensure that your loyalty program meets customers' needs, is easy to take advantage of, and provides real value, Kevin. Second last trend here is great customer data transparency, another topic that, that really has been discussed a few times with us. Before that customer expects the companies they do business with, to be good stewards of their personal data. 
very important. Customers are not going to give their data and information to customers to to organizations that they don't trust with their data. And this not only includes contact and payment details, Kevin, but also the likes of purchase history. A recent survey found that 35% of customers would actually shop at a, would stop shopping at a store altogether if their data was hacked. 33% of customers say that they're more likely to shop with a retailer when they know their data is secure. And while we're seeing continuous development in online security uh, technology, given data breaches and hacks continue to threaten data integrity across all industries. And it's therefore key for companies to transparently communicate how their data is used. And, and the final trend, trend number 10, is the metaverse as a battleground for customer experience. The introduction of the metaverse has obviously provided brands with new ways to deliver these great experiences and, and develop their transformation strategies. It's therefore important that brands do actually spend time exploring and learning how others are engaging in the metaverse, as this is another one of those continuously evolving customer experience uh, trends and spaces, Kevin. So, Greg, um, as we end today, uh, into, uh, sure, if I can learn how to talk in today's show. Uh, as we end today, what are the key takeaways points for the uh, that you can share with the listeners? So Kevin, the, the, the takeaway points are from another article on the topic. Uh, this article titled Five CX Trends in 2024 Everyone Needs to Know About. The article was written by Vim Oliman and was published on the 10th of July of this year um, to McCoyPartners.com. McCoy & Partners is a Dutch business management consulting firm. Some interesting stuff on, on their sites worth, worth visiting. And the blog, the blog article opens with the following paragraph, which reads as follows. Customer experience has become a crucial factor in business success, and it's constantly evolving. If there's one thing we've learned from the past, it's how meaningful human contact is. And I, and I really like that proposition. As we approach 2024, organizations must stay ahead by anticipating trends and meeting customer expectations. So the first trend here is, is hyper-personalization takes the stage. And you'll see, obviously, there's a correlation to the, the previous article. These are the trends that we're going to see really evolve into next year as well. Consumers want you to meet them where they are. And one of the best tactics to outsmart the competition is to use hyper-personalization. So in 2024, hyper-personalization will continue to dominate customer experience strategies, which means that it's vital for companies to use the likes of these advanced data analytics and intelligence, uh, um, artificial intelligence and machine learning capabilities to gather data and really profile their customers in detail. This will allow them to deliver more personalized experiences from the likes of a tailored product recommendation all the way through to, to individualized marketing campaigns to the audience of one. Trend two is omnichannel experiences become the norm, yes, Customer support is, is only one piece of the journey. Customers expect a consistent experience across all of the touch points, whether it's in-store, online, or on their mobile devices. In 2024, we're gonna see the focus being on perfecting that omni-channel experience to provide customers with a seamless transition between the different platforms. And organizations need to invest in these technologies, Kevin, that enable real-time synchronization of all of its customer data allowing them to deliver personalized and contextually relevant interactions regardless of the channels trend three is is the rise of voice and visual search 
voice and visual search technologies are, are definitely still gaining popularity and will do so into 2024. They'll significantly impact on customer experience. Voice assistants like Siri, Alexa, and Google Assistant will become more intelligent and more integrated with the various devices, leading to voice-based interactions becoming the norm. Visual search capabilities powered by AI and computer vision, interesting concept, will also enable customers to search for products by simply taking a photo or uploading an image. And here companies will definitely need to, to optimize their websites and their mobile apps to accommodate these new search methods, Kevin. Trend four is augmented reality and virtual reality enhanced engagement, as we mentioned a short while ago. They will continue to transform the way customers interact with brands. Businesses will continue to leverage these technologies into 2024 to create more immersive experiences that engage and captivate the audience. And, and by embracing our and VR, companies can definitely bridge the gap between the physical and the virtual digital realms, giving customers many, many more layers of unforgettable experience. And, and the final trend of moving into 2024 is, is more focus on ethical and sustainable practices. It's a real positive trend moving into 2024 and that customers are becoming much more conscious of, of social and environmental impact on their purchase decisions, placing huge pressure on businesses to align their customer experience strategies with the ethical and sustainable business practices. And organizations that, that prioritize this transparency, Kevin, Kevin that, that focus on ethical sourcing uh, and environmental responsibility and social initiatives will definitely gain a competitive advantage. And by integrating these values into their customer experiences, companies can build much deeper trust, foster loyalty, and attract more customers. And the article concludes with, with the question, what's next? Um, and and the, the closing paragraph answers this, this point that says, as we step into 2024, customer experience continues to evolve, driven by technological advancement, and shifting customer expectations, embracing hyper-personalization, perfecting omni-channel experiences, leveraging voice and visual search, harnessing AI and VR technologies, and prioritizing ethical and sustainable practices are all key trends that will define successful customer experiences in the upcoming year. And I came across a quote which really sums it up perfectly, Kevin, it says, Rather than think about the stages of a customer's journey, think about what parts of the experience end up heavily weighted in a customer's mind and invest in those. Yeah, I, I, I can't recall where I found that quote, but, I, but it really stood out for me. And it's just really through understanding your, your customers more deeply, you'll understand what are the components that weigh in the customer's mind and give you the direction on where you need to invest. And those are the key takeaway points for today. Amazing, Craig. Yeah, th thank you for that. I, you know, I was just listening to all of these, and <laughs> there, there is such like, like, I mean, you know, trend number one: hyper personalization takes the stage. Um, yeah, I was discussing in some coaching with with a client this week, um, uh, and that we were just discussing. Uh, the, the point of value exchange like how do you understand when you when you're you, you're exchanging value um instead of instead of just being an employee like are you exchanging value yeah. and just yeah. understanding you know when you when you think in terms of what is the value that i'm bringing to this moment what am i the value that i'm bringing to this brand 
the value that I'm bringing to this customer. When you start speaking that kind of language and frame it that way, you immediately start going, okay, cool. Then, you know, how would I then start showing up? How do I then tackle, yes. you know, this, 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 this approach that I'm usually taking? Because we get caught up in that usual way of doing stuff. But when you think of value, suddenly it changes how you engage, right? Um, and to the point, like uh, the a quote that I found here that I'm sure you're going to love is um, from Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, said, get closer than ever to your customers. So close, you tell them what they need well before they realize it themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, is, that's, right? yeah, that's not social listing, that's social directive. <laughs> yeah, but, but, no, but that's like, fantastic because when you are that close, you get to understand them in a way that they, they don't even realize you understand them in. But also, you know, and if you, and I think that's the, the case about uh, about just having, for example, having chief innovation officers in place and kind of going, what is innovative and what is happening in that space, so that you, so you, perhaps your chief experience officer and innovations officer work hand in hand, so that you can create the the future of what that business could do for your brand yep. so i'm like it's uh, these i think these are fantastic points and i i absolutely love them guys you can get the lunchtime series on uh, youtube as well as all your major podcast channels and on ebizradio.com every wednesday and thursday around 12 o'clock craig thank you so much have a fantastic week and i will speak to you later thank you kevin yeah look forward to it chat soon cheers bye, bye.